Hey, everybody. Welcome back to CORE. This is CORE for April uh, 16th, 2021. It's a Friday. Normally, we record on Thursdays. We didn't yesterday because I had the migraine of all migraines. I don't even normally get those. It's like a rare thing for me. But when I get them, laid me out flat. And the only thing I can blame it on is like weird weather, man. We just had weird high-pressure weather that messes me up for whatever reason. So forgive me because I'm the cause of the of the delay. All right, that's it's all on me. Um, did you well, get I don't know, Scott. Yeah, how I do you feel? Know. How do you feel? Are you, are you feeling un- unforgiving of my um, my? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay, I, I feel totally forgiving. I'm happy you're feeling better. Thank you. you suck. I, I, that means a do lot. Do better next time. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my best. Oh, I thought of you guys today because I saw there was a big uh, dwarf rock game update. And I want to check it out. Um, but that's not what I was going to tell you about the top of the show. There's some new initiative, and I forgot to write down who's all involved uh, or get a link for it. I'm going to see if I can find it right now. But do you guys see there's this Epics thing called... involved? Yes, this core thing. Uh, yes. Someone's And they're calling it core, and I couldn't be more irritated that they've used yep, the name core. core. Bastards. So That's the problem, Scott, is sometimes you have a name that's just too good, and everybody has to take it. But there is core lowercase. Ours, as you know... It's all uppercase, and you have to vaguely yell it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really annoying. Um, so, all right, I found it. Here we go. GameStop or Spot has a big art write-up. Core is a basically a Roblox-style sandbox game, and it's out now on the Epic Game Store. Uh, trying to compete with Roblox, I guess, which is, you know, we talked about on the show before. is a massive High-fidelity Roblox. Yeah, there you basically. go. And everybody looks... It looks like a more, um, what's the word? Not realistic take. Less less of a Lego take on the idea. Which uh, I think it's built on the Unreal Engine, so I imagine it's trying to look Unreal like, yeah, like evoke that, but not be. It won't be as good as everything. Well, maybe looks it, like I, it I assume it won't be as good. As like, a it looks like game. the Fortnite version of everything. It does look like Fortnite. Ha- Fortnite had a fart, and this is what came out. Is this? Um, I'm sure it's fine, but here's what they describe it as. For the uninitiated, Core is an expansive sandbox that hinges on the conceit of exploring a massive multiverse of worlds that have their own unique experiences, gameplay modes, and narratives to see them play out. Think of it as a blend of Fortnite's colorful and cartoon-like style, the complex creation tools from Media Molecule's dreams, and the scope of Minecraft and Roblox. Core is interesting because it manages to tie uh, each of its worlds together, which can be accessed from the game's hub world where players can meet and venture off together. These worlds include familiar stage uh, stages, shooter levels, and racing worlds, but can also include inventive concepts where players meet up to explore cities on alien planets or, uh, or alien planets or socialize with other explorers. So it's their take on, well, Roblox, really. That's like the big, yeah. that's the monster in the room that they're trying to compete with here. Um, yeah. Manticore Games is making it. They're calling it Core. I say, how dare you take our name and use it for the thing, <laughs> you jerks. That's fine. I don't, we don't care, do we? Do we care? We don't care. No. <laughs> I mean, we took some uh, like whole body workout podcast name when we renamed or when we took core. So, you yeah. know, well, the reason sure I... they did some crunches and got angry. They were like, <laughs> They're not even about abs. <laughs> yeah, this isn't about working out. I mean, I'm only annoyed because. Part of the reason we went with Core in the first place is we wanted a name that wasn't just the Hotscast or 
Heroes of the Stormcast or whatever. No Careful, offense to all of them. Yeah, those all were probably real shows. <laughs> we wouldn't want something called like Into the Nexus. How stupid <laughs> yeah. is that name? Yeah. No, that name I like. That name I like because I think that's a unique name and I think they did a good job there. Yeah, I, yeah, no. what I I'm don't just teasing like, Kyle. He might be listening. Right. But I just don't like when names are just like the game plus cast. I hate that. So mm-hmm. core seemed like a cool thing. And also core turned out to be versatile. We could move it on into what we're doing now without too much trouble. And have it kind of have these different meanings, um, or so we thought. Now we're so up we against Epic and and some <laughs> game company for yeah. yeah. So it's fine. What are you gonna uh, do? Wait. So hey. do we do we see and D them? Uh, no, because I don't have a lawyer. Do you? I have no. Oh <laughs> no, we just write cease and desist on a letter. Uh-huh. Like we'll cut out magazine letters and just put it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, serial killer style cease and desist. Core. Yeah, I'm podcast. sure it'll go. That'll go we off that. Luke, hitch. We're in a lucrative position. We have the core pod Twitter handle, and if they want to <laughs> throw some epic cash at us, we're yeah. going to be covering how much uh, hundreds of millions of dollars Tim Sweeney's ready to you know get rid of. Yeah, we're ready to take. Yeah, That's maybe we'll saying. get some Sweeney money. Like maybe it'll be like, <laughs> oh, we were going to do a core podcast to support our game and our community around it, but you guys are already doing it. So why don't we marry the best of both worlds? Scott can try all kinds of games. Yeah, I'm in a household can... with two kids that are your target demographic. I will make them uninstall Roblox yeah. and install Core yeah. if you give me money. Yeah, I'm not the money. proud. I'll be like, this is not a Roblox household anymore. No. Play yeah. Core. In yeah. fact, yeah. you pay us enough money, we'll make this show about the game Core and still call it Core. And we'll be, everyone get everyone gets paid. We'll sell out immediately. Yeah. I'm yeah. ready. Let's chill. Yeah. Let's chill for a core yeah. the gaming. I'm thing. ready. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's you know what morals it. get you? Not Sweeney money. Nope. That's nope. Nope. Uh, but apparently Sweeney money isn't all that much money. We're going to get to that in a second. <laughs> really? Well, <laughs> it's not as much as everyone might think. Um, and we'll learn that here in our top story. So Epic CEO Tim Sweeney, we were just referring to, uh, he says he loves that Epic is losing hundreds of millions of dollars on free games. Uh, he loves it. And he may be right, says The Verge. Um, yeah, he's, he's no, cool. No, I said he may be oh, right. You, Verge you also that. might agree, but I was <laughs> I was saying he might be right. Yeah. Um, here, here's what they've done, and this blew me away, this number. They have given away to date, and it's a fun day to talk about this because I just went and got two or three games that are on that are free right now and grabbed them. I always do. I always get the free ones, whether I play them or not, even if I already own them, <laughs> just go do it. Um, but anyway, this is how much they've done thus far on the Epic game store. 17.5 billion with a B dollars has given, they have given away thus far. That is a lot. That's a, that's value. a retail value. They've right. actually, in fact, only lost 400 or 330 million that I'm reading. So. Right. But if you, well, yeah, if you count, if you're looking at just cost, whatever that's evaluated to be. Yeah, because they're not giving them the full retail price. They're probably giving them a percentage right. of the free claims. I would assume so. Yeah, it can't. There's no way they're paying forty nine dollars for a forty nine dollar game that happens to be free for a month. Yeah, so. they're playing, uh, you know, uh, business to business prices. Yeah, that kind of thing. But I guess, I mean, as far as we know, well, Epic earned more than seven hundred million in iOS alone in just two years on Fortnite alone so that's just ios money um which is hilarious because that's the platform that they're having the big fight with apple about i don't know where that's at now 
Can you can I just go get that game now? Do they relent? I don't know how that ended. It, it's no, kinda... I think that's uh, I think it's still ongoing. That it says here that because this information was revealed as part of the legal discovery process, so that lawsuit is ongoing. Ooh. They were published last week, so I got it. I got they're, it. They're in discovery. They're in Star Trek Discovery. Well, here's what he said. Um, the numbers look scary, and Team Sweeney tweeted, yeah, that's right, meaning we we do lose millions of dollars, or billions if you want to count it. Um, and it has proven to be a fantastic success in reaching gamers with great games and a fantastic investment into a growing business, he says. Um, then he jumps on the, the anti-Apple thing and says, Apple spends this as losing money, but spending now in order to build a great profitable business uh, in the future is exactly what investment is. It's equally true whether you're building a factory, a store, a game, or whatever. I mean, he has a point, but also he has a he has a perspective. Is, is Apple throwing shade at Epic? Like, oh, we saw your discovery documents, and you're losing money, loser. No, like, what's mean, happening here? Like, this are, is, are they spinning it? This like, is the thing I don't like about Tim Sweeney. They're not saying anything. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 doing stuff in court, which has nothing to do with this specifically at all. He likes to say Apple spins this as losing money. Apple's not saying anything. They haven't spun anything. They're just yeah. I know. I mean, they made a whole there. ad throwing shade on them being communists to start this kick this whole thing off, right? With one of their Fortnite seasons, like yeah, yeah. pretty. I mean, un- if it's provoked, it happened behind the scenes. It wasn't something. It was just like, oh, you know. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, I, so, I'm not even saying I don't think Epic has a, a point, but basically, they were they were breaking terms of service that they signed. And Apple's like, well, we have to enforce them. If we don't for you, then we don't for anyone. So why are we, you know, we know you're huge, but, and then their, yeah. their point is, well, these are not good and they hurt people. And, and they started pretending like it was all about the little guy, but it was never about the little guy. Like I, as much as I like a lot of what Epic does technically and otherwise, they're kind of, they're kind of villains in this story. They're kind of dicks, which is hard to do. Honestly, nobody's really good because no, Apple isn't right either. Like yeah. Apple needs to stop being such a, you know, they don't have to be the be all end all police of their platform. They are capable of right. making business decisions or working with companies and studios and stuff. But Epic's stance of we're doing it for the people. No, you aren't. You're doing it to make more money. Yeah. Everybody's doing what they're doing to make more money. Apple's policies are in place to make them money. You're wanting them to drop the policies are to make you more money. None of it is to the benefit of the people. Yeah. Now there are people who might benefit from it. You know, part of what Epic wanted would benefit somewhat the developers, them being heavily tied to some of those development costs as well but you know that's a side effect they're doing it with their own interests in mind like nobody's good like this is the definition of everybody comes out looking right and also this is the definition of don't freaking get tribal about brands they're not here to serve you they're here to take your money and they'll do it whatever way they can and stop stop branding up as if it's like your job to pick a team it's stupid it's so stupid and Tim Sweeney milks that cow for all the milk he can get out of it. He grabs mm-hmm. that teat and goes, and he squeezes every last drop. It's hard. It's hard to I, what I don't understand. Yeah, sorry, I'm just going to skip over the whole <laughs> milking 
scenario, that's right. but that's what I my appreciate that learned to do. Everyone I work with physically, everyone I work what with. What bothers me is how normal it seemed to me. It wasn't <laughs> yeah. until Scott yeah. laughed and Bo pointed it out that I was like, you know what, Scott did was a little weird. Yeah, same. I was just like, eh, what, you know, yeah. <laughs> he's milking. The There's Scott just milking stuff again. <laughs> milking yeah. Scott on on a, on a Friday. Yeah, nothing weird here. Kefix made a good um, point. He says, I don't think that's how you get milk if you want to keep getting milk. He's he's right. <laughs> He's right. <laughs> anyway, Bo, sorry, you you had a point. Uh, no, it's make. okay. I just I don't know what the what the prizes or end game. Like you kind of make this assumption when you see companies doing things that they're 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 always up to something, you know, when these very public CEOs are out announcing things or being controversial. They're they're doing it for reasons, you know, whether it's trolling or just to show how great their company is. Like Blizzard does it, right? They have these great uh, videos showcasing their company and you kind of get the sense that well they're try- probably trying to bolster their investor perception or you know the public's perception blah 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 blah. i just don't know i feel like there's like an identity crisis with tim sweeney like sometimes when i read his tweets i'm like just realize he's the ceo of this like megacorp and not like you know somebody who doesn't want to do their homework and hate school and you know is yeah. like trying to stick it to people and it's like he's not one so of I us just don't, in that way right like he's not well he wants to position himself like i'm just a nerd like you and i want to see you get a better cut or whatever no yeah, no if he wasn't ceo of epic and just a random dude they'd be like okay that's how that person thinks and i get it but he that's what i mean he just doesn't talk like a lot of the other ceos and i i guess they feel that's a good thing yeah, but it's tone deaf it's like you're a massive company F- forget the money you make on the epic store with Fortnite. You create the underpinning engine that everyone's beholden to you to give money for a ton of studios and games. Like you are so embedded in the industry that they could lose money on all of this and they'd still be a company making the Unreal Engine. Like, you know, it it really is like we're talking about the icing and the real story is the cake. So it just seems so this pissing contest seems so weird and that i think tim's trying to make it a pissing contest and trying to they're trying to market it that way and approach it that way and i feel like the rest of the companies are just you know being corp- corpos be corpos like they're just like you know yeah. doing the well, reacting the, with the pr speak and the you know all that crap yeah. the thing that really gets me is he's he's trying to weaponize the outrage that gaming culture tends to foster you know we're we it's definitely a community like a lot of communities um especially with like nerd and geekdom where people get very passionate about it you know there's definitely a crowd that can get riled up when you say the wrong thing and you know i i don't think harassing developers and harassing people doing their job is ever acceptable and i think that that's the stance epic takes when it's their people but then you have people like Tim weaponizing it essentially and going like, Hey, look what Apple's doing to you guys. Don't you want to bring down the man? Let's do a fun Fortnite video about how bad Apple is. Like that's riling that crowd up specifically and intentionally. Yeah. And that super sucks. Cause you don't get to play both sides of that. You don't get to go, Hey, our developers are just trying to do a job. You shouldn't send in death threats and getting all upset. Isn't cool. And then aim that cannon at somebody else and try and fire it. That's not, that's not right. Yeah. It's funny. I just realized both of the CEOs of both companies are Tim's. Didn't think about that before. Maybe they could come together and go have like a Martha moment, you know, where it's like, <laughs> Why'd you say that your name is Tim. Wait a minute. You, you're Tim. You're Tim. <laughs> I'm Tim also? Apple. You're Tim Epic. <laughs> Tim Epic and Tim Apple 
finally work out their differences. All that talk makes me feel like in the cyberpunk Illuminati version of the story that this has all been planned from the jump anyways. It does feel like that, that sometimes. To, like, I mean, that's just the issue we have with the internet in 2021 and the disinformation. Sure. Intentional and just accidental that goes around with these kinds of things. Yeah. But it's also very dystopian cyberpunk to just look at it and go, yeah, they're just keeping in the news. All these legal conflicts, all these issues, it's just to stay in the news cycle. It's just how you stay relevant in 2021 with the short attention span. It's yeah. a story. Because yeah. I'm like, who gives a shit? Like, I don't, it, if there's a gold, like, if there's like some gold baron who's fighting with a coal baron, and the coal baron's like, that gold baron guy is screwed with the coal supply chain, you know, do we ever talk about that shit? It's like, no, but that might happen. There are people that, you know, they're CEOs of gold companies and coal companies. Yeah. And I will never even hear about it. So I just feel like the tech industry in particular is kind of, you know, good at this whole news feed thing. And it's just, there's just really nothing to see well, it's here. It's because we're all jacked yeah. in, right? Like if you're, if you're super interested in the coal market, you're jacked into that, but there's very few of you <laughs> people just get there you know coal happens electricity happens you have your stuff you pay your bills and that's yeah i mean the coal the coal interest. the guy who owns all the coal commuted commodities is not on twitter going like man this coal sure is sweet we got new coal coming out next week <laughs> right <laughs> the right. update to our coal supply chain is off yeah though. once again we're <laughs> the like, suckers we're the problem this is always the case like i, I feel yeah. this way more and more especially about politics and other stuff but we're the problem. Like people always complain. Oh, I can't believe this congressman said what he said. And I'm like, well, I can't believe you elected him. And I can't believe yeah. people who elected him felt the way they did. And that's like, they were a reflection of us, not the other way around. And this is like that too. It's like, we're suckers for this. We love a tribal fight. We love a, don't try to keep me down. Ah, you stick it to the man. And if you're and whatever you team, you pick, you pick and you, and you hold on for dear life and you never back down and it sucks. It's just the word. Yeah, it takes I mean, advantage of human you know, behavior that is already there. And that's what I, th I think Tim Sweeney's just doing it. And maybe it's, he it's, is one of us. Maybe he really feels this way about stuff. And he would be, yeah, if he maybe. wasn't Tim Sweeney, he'd be on Reddit right now, ripping somebody a new butthole because he's just that kind of guy. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I mean, he's just a person. He doesn't, the CEO doesn't make him a magical fairy. He's the per human being like us. So, you know, one of the marvels of right. our information age is that we get to see people in positions like that be, you know, not feel like gods or look godly when they're showing they're just human nature, which is, you know, people of live streaming and a lot of this stuff. But uh, I don't know. It's just, I think you're right about that whole, you know, Coke versus Pepsi or the way we have to make teams like in Canada here, you know, Montreal Canadiens versus Toronto Maple Leafs. That's an age old rivalry. It's just people living, living in different cities. Like who gives a shit about that? But it's really important to hockey fans yeah. in Canada. You know, that's a that's an age old rivalry. And, you know, whenever there's a match between them, in the playoffs, then it's a big it's a big topic of conversation. It's like, no, it's just a hockey game. We've had 100 million of them now. And it's mm -hmm. just another hockey game. Like, yeah. But that's how that's what we do. And, it's a you know, weird thing people have to be a sourpuss about it is to rob people of their enjoyment of it. Sure. And I think people just enjoy. There are people enjoying this story, yeah, and this thing, and people who go to Epic and be like, "I only have the Epic Games launcher because I get free games." Because Tim gets me, yeah. and uh, <laughs> you know, Timmy, Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's just that's just what we're looking at. I think. Here. Yeah, I think yeah. you're probably right. Well, he says they're doing fine, and I believe them because they probably are. And I like getting yeah. free games. I'm not going to complain about their free games. It's fine. Go ahead and keep losing money. You're probably not losing any anyway. 
Like you say you're losing I, it. But, it is. Well, it has kept the epic launcher on my computer far longer than it would have if they weren't doing it. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, it's it's been successful. And like you said, there are times where I go, I really like that game. I already own it. I really like it. Should I get it for free on Epic? Uh-huh. Yeah, what if the day comes I'm just using the Epic Store? Might as well get it for free now or then buy it again later. Right. I'll do it. <laughs> and it's a it's a dumb thing. It's a really stupid thing, but I think it. And so when he says, like, hey, this is an investment, I can see where that might be an investment. It has kept yeah. the Epic launcher relevant. Yeah. If they weren't doing it, it would be relevant to Fortnite people, and the only game they're playing is Fortnite. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, good, and good it, on it is. It is unprecedented. Like it is history. You know, no other company has given away games to that extent. Like you know, they get that win. I guess you could say. By the way, the total number of games I was trying to find out. Oh, they didn't number them. I don't want to number them myself. All right. Well, anyway, they they started. The very first one was on uh four. The first game they ever gave away for free was on four twelve twenty fifteen. Way before the launcher was the launcher we know now, and that was Shadow, oh. Shadow Complex remastered. Very cool game, by the way. Developed right here in Salt Lake City. Anyway, after that, um, let's see, 12-14-2018, the very first Epic Store launcher game was Subnautica. The original Subnautica is on there. Then you got Super Meat Boy, and it just goes on from there and brings us Current, which is, uh, I don't know what Current is. Uh, Anyway, the point is, it's a lot. It's a lot. That is a giant library of games right there that I'm looking at. It's huge. And some good, really good games in this list. Um, if your goal was to just do nothing but collect a great library of games and do it for no money, you did. It's done. You have it. If you if you did the work to go log in and get it, which I did every week, so I have everything they've ever given away. Uh, will I ever go back and play Horus or The Bridge or Amnesia: The Dark Descent or Civilization Six? I already have it somewhere else. Or GTA Five, which I also have somewhere else. Am I ever going to do that? I don't know, but it doesn't matter. I've got this like. I have a library now. Oh, yeah. At some point, they're going to do, maybe they have something planned. There's going to be something big, and they're going to be like only on Epic, like the core podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd be like, sweet, I'm already in that environment. I, you know, I, I bet you benefit from this. Like, it's, it's, it's mainly used as an advertising platform. Like, the fact that you get free games means you're agreeing to be, have that in your eyeballs and make that a part of your life. And that's, that's what, that's how they play this game. Yeah, um, you we'll know, get ready for the our... way they're losing money. By the way, yeah, I I think Outriders is built on the Unreal Engine, yeah. and I bought it on Steam. <laughs> so, they, Valve took thirty percent of that money, like whatever thirty percent's left over of the earnings is lessened by the fact that Steam probably gets their cut first. I have to imagine, yeah, before uh, Epic. So screw you, Epic. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, s- I'm with Valve. Enjoy, enjoy. <laughs> yeah, I'm Team Valve. Uh, enjoy your uh, our lives, the three of us, our lives w- when we had decent uh, search engine optimization for the term core. It's going away. Yeah, so. I'm already. Well, getting, maybe in fact, we I, need to put a, like a little subtitle "core." The better use of the word "core" <laughs> podcast about games. <laughs> I mean, this, that'll help. It's funny. I haven't talked about this much, but it's one of the fastest growing shows on the Frog Pants Network. And really, yeah, oh yeah, people love core. That's great. Core is core gets more email than any show I do right now. That includes all the anything you'd think gets more and doesn't. This gets more. Hmm. Um, it's growing faster than anything else we do. And I don't really have any answers as to why, except I think it's, you know, I think we're doing good work here. But <laughs> 
part of that was, you know, our discoverability just took a hit is what I'm saying. It's okay. Yeah. It's all right, Tim Sweeney, uh, with your Sweeney yeah, money. You know what? I hate to poo-poo things ahead of time, but this also looks like vaporware. Like, it looks like shit in a way. Like, I I, <laughs> I hope to be proven wrong, but there's nothing exci- – like, you know, you Minecraft is like, way more popular. Like, yeah. the premise that you're making an editor with sweet assets in it yeah. is – they got to know, you know, I'm in danger, like, because <laughs> the games that do it well are the games like Minecraft and Roblox, the yeah. shit games, because uh, sorry, I shouldn't say shit games, but the shit asset games, because production is way easier on them to keep updates relevant. Every yeah. time they've got to update with new assets, they're like, well, we've got to get some top notch artists and, and make some really nice things. And, you know, like and then when it looks cr- like when high fidelity stuff looks shoddy. It really stands out, yeah. and nobody wants to be a part of it. But Minecraft stuff can look shoddy all day, and everyone's like, "Well, Minecraft it's also is so amazing." There's also this you know, this so. issue that's hard to ignore, which is uh, an established um, power player in a certain genre, especially in gaming. When that happens, they stay there. They tend to stay there, and they should know this because Fortnite stayed there. It was the first really mainstream. Battle Royale. Others had come before, yes, but this was like the one that stuck. It's the iPod of Battle Royales, and it stuck. So nobody's even going to come close to those numbers. You can have fun little offshoots. Apex Legends is awesome. There's lots of cool games, but none of them crack those numbers. By the same token, nobody is going to crack Minecraft slash Roblox numbers for the same reason. The gorilla already exists, and people are happy with their gorilla. Like they're already over there milking their gorilla again with the milking. I don't know why I'm back to milking. <laughs> she is. <wow. laughs> That's how you milk an angry gorilla. I think I think it's more like this though. They don't really have big udders, well, right? They have like big, like stretchy ones. Like you have to really yeah. yank them. Sorry, down. we shouldn't maybe go into detail. Um, <laughs> Love Scott's pantomime of it. This is stretchy. It's like taffy. Gorilla nipples. You gotta really rub it out, but uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> but like Blizzard learned this lesson, didn't they? They come in and they dominate something like an MMO, and it's easy to say, "Well, we took that from the hands of EverQuest and whatever." Well, not really. You just represented the final, the final monster, the the thing that said, "We are the biggest, and now we will always be the biggest." And you probably will be there, Blizzard, with that. But you tried to do Heroes of the Storm, which I love. We all love. Why didn't it crack that egg? Because the gorilla was in another castle. The whole time. And it was called League. Yeah. And to some degree, Dota, it was already there. And there was no the way. Yeah. And you and you feel like you're Blizzard. You can, you're can. you the ones. If anyone can crack it, you can. And I'm sure glad they tried because I love their game. But you didn't. And I don't know why Epic thinks they will with this weirdness in the face of those two other games they're aiming for. Assuming they're aiming for those. I don't know. Maybe well, I'm also, wrong. Also, going wrong. higher quality isn't going to be the thing. The... My kids aren't out there going, hey, uh, man, I really like Roblox. It's everything I ever wanted in a video game. But, you know, it looks like shit. Like, they don't care. Anytime I insult how that game looks, which I do plenty, Mm -hmm. I get nasty looks from them. They don't think it looks bad. Yeah. And they're happy that it runs on the fairly inexpensive computers we got so they could do school from home like that's the other thing i don't know if this core game is going to work on those pcs it probably won't because Mm. if it looks much nicer than roblox it probably ain't going to play it very well right so uh, you've got a whole bunch of kids all with computers designed to just do web meetings all day and roblox runs on that yeah no guarantee that this core game is going to and those kids aren't sitting there going 
man, if only this game looked good. Like, they're totally happy. It fills the exact need that they feel they have. Yeah. Um, the, the people that aren't happy with Roblox are the parents, and they're not the ones playing it. So, right. right. You know, it's I, like I a, don't see it knocking knocking the king off that throne. Even on even on a lower level uh, comparison, you can look at something like Slay the Spire, which is a, by every account ugly as sin. That's an ugly video game. Okay, it has yeah. a charm maybe, but it's like a stoner kid drew it in his in his art class. It's a good game, it. just not visually. It's we an can, amazing we can do game, visually. right? But visually, it's like eh, it'll get by because the game's amazing, and that's been fine. There are a million wannabe Slay the Spire, some better than others. Um, but most of them have opt to do that to go really hardcore on the graphics and that's how they they're better in their minds but they still haven't unseated it as the one that's the big influencer the one that just like you know makes everybody go oh my gosh this is an amazing new genre or a new you know twist on deck building or whatever like they still kind of own that space and as much as I'm excited about games like Clay's um, uh, I forgot the name of the damn thing oh Anyway, their new thing, with the, which is really cool, animated, bunch of story, like just really ups their game as far as visuals go. At the end of the day, they got they also need to do something with the gameplay or else you just slay the spire with a new skin on it. And that's hard to do. Once somebody owns the space, it's just, you know, making your Animal Crossing ripoffs or your freaking Mario side-scroller ripoffs or whatever it is, whatever era of game we're t- gaming we're talking about, it's just hard. So I don't know why they... Well, whatever. They're epic. They got a lot of money and a oh. lot of chutzpah and a lot of, you know, they got to You know, I'm, I'm just, and now that we're just deep into this core topic, I'm watching like the trailer. Yeah. And yeah, they're even, I'm seeing um like uh, maybe this is Silver Moon or it's a Warcraft. Definitely vibes off of Warcraft architecture. And then there's Ogremar. Oh, yeah. Like, th- there's it. literally, I'll send the screenshot over. See, that's what I, I would assume. If, if they want to compete at all, they got to give a lot of creativity to their players to do whatever they want. Yeah. I mean, it, I guess it looks like that'll be in there. I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Let me look here. Uh, Roblox. Style. I mean, so the problem is, 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 is it might be like, um, you may have to go play you know, the case and, where, yeah. You know, they make something and it's like their developers can make awesome things. But when you get into your hands, all your shit sucks. You know, yeah. like it's you know what I mean? Sometimes with, you, with these creative programs, you want to be able to make something awesome. And then uh, you can't because you need to actually, you know, know how to use Unreal Engine still to some degree. Like I don't know. But like this is clearly it looks a lot like like front gates of Ogre Bar. Yeah, there's I'm looking at all sorts. They've recreated all sorts of stuff that's like from other games of other things like they, you know, the comparison to dreams is probably a fair one. Um, and it looks, you know, the fidelity looks nice. I'm not saying they can't do amazing things with this. My biggest complaint is that it sounds like our podcast name and I'm annoyed. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? That's my biggest complaint. Yeah. If I had, a, but I want to poop on it so that they feel pressure to, to sponsor us and then we can, you know, we can play world of Warcraft shadowlands in the system yeah. <laughs> mixed with the world of tanks. What's weird about it though, I'm watching some of this gameplay where the guys just kind of run around doing stuff like in the editor. It yeah. just looks like a weird mod to, um, to Fortnite. Like it's the same dude. I mean, it is Probably essentially is. modding yeah. because you know, it simplifies, um, you don't actually have to, you know, if you could just make a game, you would get an actual game engine like Gato or unreal or, yeah, game maker and then work on something this is the idea is i think it's not just meant for younger folk but probably people who are getting into if you were getting into game design and needed an easy way to 
execute ideas and practice like this is something i guess you could play in so i think there will be people who might find if this is good it would be a good thing i mean this guy basically Um, made this guy basically made a shooter and he's playing in a shooter but the game's not a shooting game it can be one like that's the whole point i guess right you just enter these yeah like i feel like if because i'm looking at one of the screenshots if it looks like unreal engine light like the editor itself for when you're making your game looks a lot like the Unreal Engine, but simplified and, you know. Holy shit, I'm watching video now. They made a... What's the game where where you run around as a little blob bean looking dude? Um, the and you're, running game? Yeah, what's that called? Run? Um, Fall Guys? Fall Guys. They made a Fall Guys ripoff. Like, I'm watching it play right now. This is, this well, is Fall it's Guys. Not a, it's not an appropriate Roblox-like unless you're ripping off every other popular video game that's come out in the last five years. I don't so, know how you know, I feel that's about its it. Job. That's its job. Doesn't it I, figured it out, guys. I figured it out, guys. Tim Sweeney wants to give away all the games for free. So while he has contracts for the ones he can give, he can't give, like, games that belongs to other companies for free so he's found a way around it just build it in unreal engine you know you get your game for free oh my gosh dude that's crazy there's a horror game in here somebody made all kinds of horror lighting not horror like horror i found a horror not like that yeah but like horror no, no. It's, i understood what you meant and then you explained it and i understood it less <laughs> has, has anyone ever said the words i've found a whore i found a whore i found a whore it sounds like a cowboy thing no, to what, say. You're, what you're saying is you didn't meet it in the whore sense yeah the whore whore um that's nice word we fast. Be it's interesting i'm i'm gonna go look at it it doesn't change my irritation about the name but whatever it's probably a good name i don't mm. think they give a shit we're a small it's podcast fine. who talks to the community and does, you know, whatever. They don't care. What they do they don't care? know we exist, you guys. Oh, I thought Tim it's Sweeney really was all about the community. What are they? It's all about the gamers. No, not we, this community. Oh, not the... Oh, 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 he's, he can discriminate then, What he's, is what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I see what it is. Well, it seems like they're, they're... I mean, there's a lot of effort going into this, so we'll see. Um, I don't know. I think I think design game experiences are going to trump this kind of stuff, and it won't be that big. Like you know, yeah, I tend to agree. Uh, David Jaffe, uh, you know him from such hits as the original God of War games, and I believe he also worked on um, what was the car shoot 'em up deal? Can't think of the name. PS One, Twisted Metal, Twisted Metal. I think Twisted Metal was a yep. David Jaffe joint. I think it was. Anyway, um, he says uh, there's sources at Sony who are working on a. Uh, what would be a Sony's answer to Game Pass? This neither surprises me nor shocks me uh, because they have to. <laughs> they kind of have to have an answer <laughs> to Game Pass. Like Sony's doing fine on hardware sales. They need to get to a place, though, pretty quickly where they can go, oh, hey, you got in early. That's cool. And now there's this service and it's amazing and as good as the Microsoft or better. And if they don't do that, I already know people who got a PS5 and are now like, oh, I should have gotten that Xbox. Why? Well, because Game Pass gives you all these games, and I, I'm not going to spend 70 bucks on that game over here, or I'm not going to bet or bet or whatever. And I think they would do really well to do this. I'm all for it. Sony, get in there. Get it on. Get it. Get I it do. Going. I'm. I, but what does a Sony version of Game Pass look like? like well, are, is it literally going to end up breaking down to? 
like, here's a bunch of Japanese developers on the Sony Game Pass. Here's a bunch of American developers on the Xbox Game Pass. Because that's sort of how it's almost feeling. Like, I almost made the joke because I don't know if either of you watched the Resident Evil showcase. We're going to talk about it, but I, I watched it. Missed, missed it. Boy, do the Resident Evil team seem to be chummy with Sony mm. in a way that you're like, they gave you money, right? Like, not only did the PS5 get an exclusive demo that didn't go anywhere else, but then they're getting the uh, the new demo. Uh, you can pre-download it on Sony's platform before anywhere else. Then they did this very, like, self-congratulatory, hey, Resident Evil, you've been around 25 years. Good job. And it was a whole bunch of interviews with people. And they were all Sony people congratulating them on 25 years. And I was like, is this brought to me by Sony because they didn't say Microsoft or Steam or Stadia until the very, very end at the point where they had to. Yeah. And it was just a little noticeable and it was a little weird. Yeah, so, I think Sony sponsored that event. Um, I really do. And I also think they kind of have to right now because they need these little these little wins, these little PR wins. They also threw, by the way, the part of the... Um, the Epic story, or one of the stories going around this week, is Epic just procured a ton of new investment, and um, two hundred million dollars of that is from Sony. Yeah, like, Sony wants to shore up whatever alliances they can get at the moment because they are behind in this one way. You know, there's nothing wrong with the hardware, although there's some still some quirky stuff about them. But they got the same problem Microsoft does, and everyone does right now. You can't get chips. You can't get this stuff. There's a chip shortage, production problems, all that. But when that stuff starts to open up, what what's your value add? What is the thing that will keep them there and not swapping over or moving over? And Microsoft's got such deep pockets, way more than Sony does in terms of just cash. That's the thing with or Microsoft is just, well, should we spend it or not? It's not whether they have it or not. And when they can just turn around and go, yeah, we're buying Bethesda for $7.5 million. Meh. What do you think of that? Meh. I mean, it's a big deal. It's hard to compete yeah. with. So you have to do all you can and go, oh, Square Enix, can I rub your testicles for you so you will stay here and never leave our planet? Like, they have to do things yeah. like that. Boy, people are missing a lot on the video version. <laughs> Square Enix, can I rub? Can I rub? You did the thing. You did. Yeah. You rub testicles. Like that? Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> Podcast audience, I'm sorry. This was a visual episode. We've had milking cows, milking gorillas, and testicle rubbing all pantomimed perfectly. And never those two things shall meet, please. Let's not do that. But that's the thing is they have to do – got to jump through these kinds of hoops to get the support that they need. And and then this is amid reports of them dropping like all their secondary studios, their indie studios, Japan, Sony Japan, uh, that whole Japan studio getting dropped. The guys who made um, the upcoming PC release, Days Gone, those guys are leaving, even though they yeah. were supposed to do a sequel. They're not leaving. They're being shovel, shove, shoved over to work on the remake of Last of Us 1, which I guess is That's, happening. Um, Actually, I think it is different, but I heard that too. So yeah. it might be that. It might be. I also heard they were working on some multiplayer modes for potentially a new uncharted and like all sorts of weird stuff happening with them. But yes, instead of making their own game, they are supporting somebody else. Yeah. Which a lot of people are pissed at because the original idea was that this developer needed a showcase. Like they're talking about the ghost of Tsushima is in this is a similar, similar precarious position, despite how well it sold, you know, whether or not that thing's a sequel treatment. Like there's a lot of questions 
around a lot of that. So they got that going on. Uh, someone else mentioned in the chat, the Wraith says Kojima might be working with Microsoft on his next project. That was a rumor floating around. If that's true, that's a big get because it just sort of smacks Sony in the face and says, ah, you hadn't last time, but not this time. Eh. Like there's just a as lot of that. It's a game about more than delivering packages. <laughs> <laughs> but that's one of those weird things that the get for Microsoft would just be about the get. Like the game's going to be, you know, what it is like weird, <laughs> you know, like you're not, you're not making that deal thinking we're going to have a great game on our hands. We're like, Kojima's going to make some shit, but it makes us look good. That's great. Yeah. That's all you get I him mean- for. Look, I don't want to go too harsh on Kojima because I do love the Metal Gear Solid series, but I could not get excited about Death Stranding. I tried very hard to get excited about Death Stranding. It looked cool, but when I heard it was delivering packages, I mean, I just can't pull the trigger to buy or try it. I just don't even want to bother, you know? I I saw enough footage of... uh, the dude from Walking Dead carrying just a mountain of stuff on his back, bumping into a rock and it's scattering everywhere for me to go. Nope. Yeah, I don't want to do that. I, I, I'm good. I really don't want to do this. I don't even mind delivery quests in games, but I don't want the possibility for my package to go flying off the side of whatever I'm riding or driving or walking. Like, F that. And go pick it all up. What do you care? I don't care if those are the most beautiful backgrounds in the world. I don't want to do that. That sounds like a bad video game to me. Now, someone's going to write in and go, you guys, it was the greatest game ever made, and you didn't know. And I'll say, no, it wasn't, because I dropped all my shit everywhere. I'm not interested in that game. I can't do it. I'll just say it might be. You might be right. I didn't play it because the game wasn't good enough to sell me on playing it. Yeah. Fair point. That's the problem. Do you own it? I didn't didn't take the plunge. Did you buy it? No. Yeah. I didn't either. Because you know why, Scott? Because it was a game about carrying a bunch of boxes (laughs) on your back. I mean, would you? Okay, if it hits Games Pass, I'll play it just to see. But see, that's the other. That's the other cool thing about Game Pass. Pay money for it. That's the other cool thing about Game Pass. There's all sorts of things that show up there, and I'm just like, oh, I'll give that a swing. Like I don't care. It's just on here. I I like the energy it channeled. And let's not forget that games can be about dumb things, right? Like sure. there's a game called Overcooked where you try to badly make food. Like it, the fact that you're delivering packages and it's weird is not necessarily make it a bad game. It doesn't have to be a violent fighting kind of game. Yeah. It's just, it's, it, it's just, there's something about it that just didn't, like, it's just yeah. not uninteresting. Like I, I, I can't even knock it for that reason, actually, John, when I think about it. There are great games that are, don't, you know, the Stardew Valley, like, you know, you're just walking around doing stuff. There's just something aesthetically, for whatever reason, unappealing, both appealing and unappealing. Reedus, like, wasn't it? You just, it was totally Norman, turned That off stuff looked cool. The st- it had like an epic story, is telling this tale. Yeah. It just, there was no, there's no sizzle on what they were telling. And then there's no reports of being, people going like, oh man, I delivered packages. You'll never believe what happened. It's so much fun. I did it till four in the morning. Yeah. Like I just, I'm not seeing that kind of energy out there in conversations about it. So I yeah, it just there was too much, too many news stories about how Monster Energy was really important, and we were going to give packages to Jeff Keeley, and there were too many news stories like that, and not enough news stories about here's why you're going to enjoy this 
delivery game. Like, yes, we we know we've built a game around a mechanic that most people find unfun in video games. <laughs> Here's why you're going to like it. That's maybe where the energy should have gone into instead of monster energy and giving Jeff Keighley a package because he's well, Kojima's buddy. To yeah. be fair, they showed us a ladder and they showed him peeing. <laughs> Those were interesting. Yeah, I, I, interesting. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 don't know, I don't know why I didn't buy it now that you might say that. It's a shock to me that I didn't. You know who loves yeah, this game is Brian Dunaway yeah. loved playing that game. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe we're all wrong. Maybe that game is like once the hype dies down, a few years goes by, it'll be like just a treasure. Yeah, you'll just load up Death Strand and be like, well, "What is going on?" It's crazy that I didn't play this. Andy in the chat says, "Scott, what if you're delivering packages in the Mad Max universe? That exists. It's called Mad Max. It came out in 2015. I don't mean the movie. I mean the game. It's a fantastic open world game, which I beat last year. Finally, beat, beat, and love that game. And I'll deliver packages in that world all day, every day." It's not package delivery. It's for me. It's not even that Norman Reedus has to go somewhere far to get information to somebody. At the end of the day, all video games are some form of transitioning something to something else and having numbers go up. My problem is I don't want to walk with a big giant thing that's barely hanging on, and I don't even know if this ladder's going to fall apart or not. I don't want to die constantly, lose my shit all the time. That's not fun. Forget it. I'm willing to find out, but the price for finding out is free. That's the main thing. Yes. Yeah, I think it's got to be or sub ten dollars. Yeah, you give me an eight eight ninety nine, I'll buy it for that. Speaking of Mad Max, was like four bucks on one of the stores the other day. I know I it's always I on sale. Of you, I was like, wow. It always goes on sale. That game looks better than its age. It looks like a game made today. It's awesome. It was underappreciated because it was it was uh, it was true to the mythos. It was like dark and dreary and deserty, which John might not love, but. But very much like, yeah, this is the apocalypse and you're in it and it's gnarly and not a lot of humor. You know, it's not meant to be. That was the point of that game. That game is so underrated. I love that. It's been five dollars forever. I think I bought it like four years ago. I still haven't cracked it. And <laughs> it was that for five dollars then. Like, love that game. Yeah. Played the shit out of it. And Liam's in it, which is always a plus. It's always a bonus. Uh, he plays a, a guy named Gut Gash. Gut gash. Gut gash. Do you do any milking in that game? None. None. Okay. Uh, there I are some. Say that because there is milking in the Fury Road at the very least. Like it's relevant. <laughs> hey, yeah, it's true. There's yeah, that's true. But I don't want to milk those particular cows. If you know, why what not? Saying. I don't know. <laughs> Let me put you in the hot seat. Why? Why? Why Scott? not? Hmm. I can't do you have imagine. preferences when it comes to? Okay, let's move. <laughs> we'll move on. So this Resident Evil on. Showcase. I'm very curious about this. Uh, we got a new trailer, the demo coming, the mercenaries mode details a little bit. Uh, we got a trailer for the CG Netflix show, which I did watch that today. And I'm, I couldn't be more excited about that thing. Like, yeah, totally stoked because it looks, I mean, it's Leon S. Kennedy. It's freaking, what's her name? Uh, Claire. Claire Redfield. Uh, I, who knows who else in the, in the pantheon of characters that we know from all these old games. But it also looks like a cut scene from the game. Uh, and I'm fine with that. Like, I actually like that. And I am all in on this. There are zombies in the White House. Stupid story they're going to tell. I can't wait for that. Yep. I'm I'm excited about it. It takes place with the best Resident Evil characters. Uh, the cool ones, not the one that punches boulders. And uh, <laughs> the, it takes place after Resident Evil 4 um, and is going to follow up on that. They already name dropped uh, Ashley Graham, who was also from 4 and the president. And it's zombies in the White House. Seems great. Wow. 
they should have an email on a screen just randomly pop up from somebody named Ethan just as a as a fun little forward moment where we're gonna one day there'll be a guy named Ethan in the in the Ethan universe. Winters. I don't like Ethan Winters. I'm gonna say that Chris is the right person for Ethan to hang out with because they're both lame Resident Evil protagonists. How the can you not like Chris? You together. don't like Chris Redfield? Come on. I think Chris Redfield sucks. <laughs> I like I like every resident evil character more than chris redfield wow because i played resident evil 5 and i saw the scene where chris needs to get past the giant boulder and is like i know what to do i'm gonna punch the shit out of it and just starts punching a rock (laughs) i think chris is stupid i don't like him okay then let me ask you this question um i think i I, you know i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna go totally to bat for him but if you were if you were Barry and you were in RE one in the mansion and you came upon a big puddle of blood, would you have said, <laughs> "I hope this is Chris's blood," or no. isn't? Okay. Yeah, it's still. I still think that line's better. I sure hope this isn't Chris's blood. Oh, gotcha. Okay, that's yeah, fair yeah. enough. Pauses are, are important. I mean, Barry, Barry is, is way better than Chris. I love Barry so much. Can Barry? Jill. Yeah. Barry is better than Chris. Yeah, Jill. Yeah, we know them. How about this? You were almost a Jill sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Wesker. Wesker. How do you feel about Wesker? Where's Wesker in your Wesker's, list? Wesker's great. He died in that volcano where Chris was punching rocks. Uh, he <laughs> melted in a volcano. Wesker never fully dies, though. He'll be back. No, he died in that one. He, he? got rockets shot into him, and then he melted in a volcano. I okay. saw it. Well, uh, real quick, someone in the chat said, did I ever finish seven? Oh, hell yeah, I finished seven. I saw what grandma turned into. I didn't play the DLC with Chris Redfield, but I, I beat seven. I beat seven. Oh. I beat two. <laughs> the okay. only problem with Ethan Winters yeah. is is this simple question. What does Ethan look like, Scott? Uh, there is no face because there's no third person thing in that game. So. Exactly. Nobody yeah. knows what he looks like. He's just Ethan Winters. It's yeah. like, yeah, which which character do you like? I like Ethan. He's a stapled together hand. That's everything I know about Ethan. Yep. He's got a hand that is held together by staples. Yeah. See, there you go. I beat th- two. Hands. I beat two remake. Even though John says nope. I didn't play the other disc, it doesn't you matter. Fifty percent beat. I saw credits. Games. All right, I saw credits. Oh, you mean I didn't replay that game with a couple of changes? That's what you mean. No, no, oh. you didn't play the second scenario, other half of the game, which is the whole same game again. No, nope. just no, it is not. You go to different places. You're a different character. There's different weapons. <laughs> there's different cutscenes, different bosses, uh-huh. and a different end boss to the game. That's completely different. All I know is I saw credits. And then three, <laughs> I beat three with John. He watched me do that. And seven, I beat. I've beat every one of those that I've set out to beat. Uh, except two, I guess you have an argument there, but um, I'll never cop to it exactly. Um, all right. Anyway, that's happening, and I'm excited. I want to try that demo. Definitely give that a shot. Um, Resident Evil's teaming up with Dead by Daylight, which is that uh, cool multiplayer asynchronous, or it's not asynchronous. What do you call it? Uh, one no, bad it. guy, five, a- five. A maybe it isn't. Sir, I forget what you call that. What do you call that? There's a word for that, right? What's yeah, that? where it's like there's four people on one team and one person on the other. Is that it's not asynchronous? That's not else. asynchronous. Asymmetrical. Asymmetric. Asymmetrical. That's, That's it. it. Um, yeah, that game is cool and it's on everything. And I've 
I don't know why we have never all just gotten together to play like on PC or something. It seems like something we would. Well, I will want to now, now that Resident Evil's in there, I got to learn to play that game. Yeah. I don't know what the monster's going to be because in theory there's going to be a killer. I would hope Mr. X. Oh, it'll be someone like that. Because they and they're all big, gnarly, you know, horrible creature types, and sometimes they're Jason, but Jason's huge. Not Jason, because they have their own game. Um, like Freddy, even Freddy's bigger in that game than he's supposed to be compared to the the campers. Um, yeah. So yeah, I want Mister X, and yeah. then they'll probably give you some survivors, maybe Leon. That'd be great, because then I'd have a survivor I'd want to play. Yeah, then you'd want to. Then what if it was all Chris Redfield's, just different colors? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I wouldn't play as Chris, that's for sure. I'd I'd rather play as generic, made-up character for the game than Chris. Yeah. Oh, Lyle Schnub says uh, that game's uh, Dead by Daylight. It's currently on Game Pass, PC and console, so we could we could play it. Yeah. Anyway, um, and then also Resident Evil Four coming in VR. So, nope, uh, we'll not be doing that. And uh, that one wasn't that scary though. That no, everything's scarier in VR though. VR scary no matter what you do. Doesn't matter the game. It's scary to play. Like I, I don't know if you saw this. There's a mod for that uh, Half Life Alex thing coming out that will let you play just like a normal game, no VR needed. Oh um, really? I'm interested in that for a lot of reasons, but number one among them is it doesn't freak me out as bad. <laughs> I don't want to get freaked out. I just want to play it. I want to play, you know, head crabs are scary. Legitimately. Yeah, they are. Even in the old game they were, but I can deal with that. It's just this first person VR. I can't do it. I freaking can't do it. Uh, all right. What else? Oh, uh, rumors. We talked about this last of us remake. That's a weird, that's a weird rumor. Here's the funny thing about it is you hear it and you go, well, that's ridiculous. That's way too early to do a remake. But I will admit that when I was playing Last of Us Part 2, I found myself multiple times thinking, man, I wish the original Last of Us played like this. Yeah. And apparently that's what the goal is. Like, the goal isn't let's completely redo it, ground up, changing everything. It's let's give it an even prettier coat of paint and let's bring the gameplay and modes and all of that to match what Last of Us Part 2 was. So it's a little bit like... So it's um, remastering and not remaking. Like the word yeah. remake is like when I think remake, I think Final Fantasy VII. Like right. you're making a new game, you're remaking it. But if you make it, so, they're doing more like the Mass Effect idea of getting Mass Effect One in line with the gameplay of two and three. That yeah, I that's that what it I sounds like. like when I read it, and yeah. it, that doesn't seem as bad. But the headline of we, they're remaking it, you're like, why? That game just came out, and by all accounts, is fine. Yeah. So I, I think we'll it implies it higher happens. effort than is actually going to be happen. I'm sure it'll be great, but yeah, could be. Yeah, I'm I'm curious about what that means because if you told me that that was getting re quote unquote remade or brought in line with the way that the newer game plays with all those options, John used to tell me about and everything. Like if they do that but they make it one big master game, like collection of one and two in that form. I'll play that game. Yeah. I'll play very that game. Appealing. Yeah. I mean, I won't play it on my PlayStation four cause that seems dumb. Maybe I will. I don't know. I have a hard time playing old consoles when there's new ones. It'll out. be out on the PS five. Yeah. But I don't have that either. Put it out on Xbox, put it on game pass. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they're going to do that. <laughs> I mean, they're doing it with the show. Why not go ahead and give us that too? Why not? Um, okay. 
That's still coming, right? Oh, yeah, 420. I'm actually excited about baseball. I'm going to play that game. Um, What else? Oh, Game Pass gets Alexa. Sub- oh, sh- uh, cancel. Sorry. <laughs> um, they're getting a support. I will call it Amazon Echo support for remote downloading. That's pretty cool. I already use the app a lot. I don't know if you guys have used, uh, or John, if you've used the app with your Series X yet, but it's great for like hop in there and go, oh, that happened today. For example, I was trying to get Octopath Traveler. I wanted to see what that was about finally. Um, turns out it's a very grindy JRPG and I don't like it. But anyway, whatever. Um, on the app, I see, oh, it's there. I go click it, I hit install, and I put my phone down. And that console is not even on in there, but it's in like that low power mode where overnight or however long it needs, it will download these things for me. And when I hop back in, it's like, oh, there it is. It's great. Yep. There, it's sitting right there. Ready Let's play go. it. So uh, telling my Echo to do certain things would be cool, I guess. Um, it's less visual, but but yeah, I'd be all right with that. That's more it. convenient way to have everything ready for you, you know? Yeah. In a way it's like, they're saying, well, we used to have connect and connect was all about, you know, wasn't just uh movement stuff. It was also voice activated stuff. So now they're basically saying, yeah, I guess the echoes are new connect kind of in a weird hmm. way. So I could probably say to it, once this gets integrated, I could say, you know, a word, turn on my Xbox and it'll do it. Or, <laughs> you know, I don't know, turn off my Xbox or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I am excited about the 420 chat room. I truly am. Um, all right. Uh, so there's that. Blizzard also added two new games to the Blizzard Arcade collection. If you didn't uh, didn't think it was enough for what they put in there, you can also now get Lost Vikings 2, which is probably the biggest update to this. That's a bigger, much bigger game than the original. And um, mm-hmm. they, I think they had, didn't Lost Vikings 2 add more Vikings, but we still don't have those in Heroes. There was like originally like five Vikings. Oh, is that really? true? Really? I, I thought so. I didn't didn't I have that? Oh, okay. It says right here. I thought it was always just the two new games, Vikings. two new features. Hang on, let me see. Um, okay, biggest addition Lost of today's Vikings. update: giving players another adventure to tackle with Eric Baylog and Olaf as they combine their abilities to solve puzzles and work their way through challenges. Lost Vikings Two is built on the original structure and added two companions to the mix. Hmm. Oh. Fang the werewolf and scorch the dragon. Okay, they were just like helpers. Never mind. I knew there was something new or something there, but I couldn't remember what. Uh, that and RPM racing. So uh, check that. That's a precursor to rock and roll. So it's actually kind of a weird prequel kind of game. But um, yeah, I guess that's cool, cool to if see. You're tracking that. Are they, I guess are they charging for it now? Because I, th- I got it with the um, Blizzard, uh, you know. BlizzCon thing, right? Uh, is that something you can still buy? I, I don't even know. I didn't think, even think that it has a cost. It, it does. Even... It is a product you can buy. Yeah. This, uh, these two games being added is for free. Yeah, yeah. the updates okay. have been free. Adds value to it. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Anyway, so if you were following that and you wanted more, good news, it happened. Okay, uh, <laughs> I love this headline. This week in Naughty Dog, uh, sorry, this week in Naughty Dog isn't making. Uh, they're not making a new Jack and Daxter. So here's your list of what they're not making a fantasy game and a new Jack and Daxter, Jack and Daxter. Yeah. I, I just wanted to bring this up because it is the weirdest trend that I have found as I pull news stories for this show is that it feels like every couple of months, some game, uh, journalist site 
has something to say about what Naughty Dog isn't making. Mm. Not what they are making, what they aren't making. And this week, it was Game Informer letting everybody know that they're not making a new Jack and Daxter. So we've already ruled out that they're not making a fantasy game, and now we can add to the list they're not making a new Jack and Daxter. So the next time somebody decides to report what Naughty Dog isn't making, we'll be there to remind you the quality products that Naughty Dog is not going to be making next. Yep. They're not making, uh, you know, they, they physically, they themselves will not make a new, um, what was the name of that? It's a stupid Bandicoot, Crash Bandicoot game, which was originally theirs. Mm. There are new Crash Bandicoot games, but it's not them making it. So you can take that mm. off your list too. And then the other thing I'm guessing they're never going to make again is a new, what was that fighting game they made on the 3DO? <laughs> Hold on. Radio oh, I know game. what one you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, this is back when they were like two people and nobody. Um, and 3DO, that's going way back. What was that called? Uh, not Supreme Warrior. Um, oh, Way of the Warrior. Know. That's it. Uh, Way of the Warrior. Naughty Dog. Uh, probably not. Probably a safe bet they don't want to shine too much light that that was a game they made. That's back when it was Andy Gavin and Jason Rubin. That's the whole company back then. And they made a basically a Mortal Kombat kind of game. And it was bad. Anyway. Uh, so you can assume that's on that list. But I like this, John. It's a running list of what we can expect from Naughty Dog not doing. Yep. Um, I think they're, I do think we're ripe for some kind of new generation nathan drake business i'll bet you that's coming yeah you think it's gonna be uncharted they're gonna go back to that well i do i Um, mean we're about to get a movie with tom holland so maybe they'd go and they'd make a a young nathan drake uh game or something to that effect well uh yeah i mean that would be a good tie-in although i don't think they'd do it just for that but it might you know things could collide and that would work out well for them we shall see the important thing now is we have a dear martha steam review Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, this is a good one, and it's uh funny it's about an MMO because we have a lot to say about MMOs today in our gameplay segment, so uh, get ready for that. But in the meantime, we present to you this Dear Martha Steam Review from John. My dearest Martha, today I present to you my review of Star Wars The Old Republic. This game is a mirror image of the movie's declining quality. It starts out strong with fun and interesting stories. The writing gets cheap, woke, and corny as soon as you reach the expansions. Woke? For example, (laughs) for the first 100 hours, you play a badass Sith Lord who is feared and hated by all he meets. He ruthlessly murders his way up the hierarchy for a position of supreme power. Then suddenly new riders take over and he's forced to hang out with NPCs who shame him for his dark side choices, scolding him like a naughty child. When I first witnessed this, I was thinking, Ha! I'm gonna force choke you idiots for talking to me like that. And to my dismay, I had to watch my formerly badass Sith Lord accept the rebuke in reverent silence. It was totally out of character. But not for long, because the new writers completely transformed my character into that passive, neutered, politically correct version of a villain who needs to be ashamed of himself. 
screw this game. <laughs> Yours in this life and the next will. <laughs> wow. That guy really, he had the stuff to say. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was terrible. Oops, I don't know why that played, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. All right, well done as always. Uh, we love the Dear Martha Steam reviews. If you want to hear more, you have to listen to the show. All right, all right, here's this. Let's talk about the games we played this week. And it got yep. real weird for me this week. Um, so as you know, uh, as of last week, I was very heavily into uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. And I kind of thought that's how it would just remain all week. And something happened. <laughs> something clicked with me. And I don't know what it was, but something happened while I know what I kind of know what it was. So I'm 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 tuning along doing stuff. And there was a, um, a bunch of quests dealing with this dragon lady. And I forgot her name. But uh, there was a big cutscene with this dragon lady that began uh, relatively early parts of um, of Heavensward. And she's. The dragon designs in that game are very, um, they're very Asian style. Like what I mean by that is um, like if you go to Chinatown, you see during Chinese New Year or something, one of those big long dragons got like 12 people in them and they're just kind of swooping around the streets. The 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 Asian mm-hmm. style of dragon with the kind of curly mustache bits and the, you know, just a very different style than say Western or, or uh, you know, England based kind of dragon lore. It's all, it's all kind of like that. And this, girl dragon comes landing down to find out what's going on Gaboosh. and she's supposed to look badass but to me she looked like a weird dog i just didn't like it and okay. i remember thinking this is just where it gets weird okay and i will admit this is a scott thing and i'm my i prescribe none of this for anyone but she plops down and she's telling her story and getting me to do whatever i'm like man that's a bad dragon and then my head went, where have I seen some other dragons that I like better than this? And I thought, Warcraft dragons are okay. They're a little cartoony, though, so they're not really... And plus, I'm kind of, you know, I've hit a wall with WoW, so I don't really want to go watch them there. Where do, I, where do I like dragons? Oh, you know what dragons I like? The dragons that were in that Elsewhere expansion for Elder Scrolls Online. Those were cool dragons. Where's my count anyway? Wait, what's going on? What have I done in there lately? Oh, it's still installed. I, have I seen this, like, pre... Uh, uh, oblivion content they're doing for their next big their next big chapter expansion thing no i haven't checked that yet you know what i'll just pop in there for a minute and see what's up and this all came from this goofball dragon design made me go i should just hop over there for a minute i was just gonna go for a minute because that game doesn't have a sub unless you want to pay for some perks and uh i thought i would just get in there and get out of there the opposite happened i got so engrossed in eso again um and it's part part of the problem is this, and John, I don't I don't know if this is going to be easy to understand or not, but it isn't just the dragons. When I started talking to any NPCs in that game, and everybody in that game is voiced, all right, lots of yeah, Liam O'Brien, right. by the way, tons of them. Um, but everybody has a voice, even the dumbest, low level, small quests that are side quests, nothing to do with main storylines or any of that. Even those have like professional VO'd everything in them. Uh, they don't have anything where you're just clicking through text. It just doesn't exist in this game. And they're so good that they acted as like a weird uh, comparison to what I had just been playing, which is terrible VO and lots of clicking through text. And it's fine. Yes, Final Fantasy XIV is an amazing game. Don't get me wrong. 
But it's just this yeah. crazy contrast when I saw them, plus the just sort of dark fantasy vibe and the stuff I love about that. Dungeons feel like you're in Diablo. Like it's just this darker, grittier, more my style sort of thing, generally speaking. And as a result, I just was, well, I'll just do this quest. Oh my gosh, that was great. Where does this lead? Oh, that's a branching quest. I can go talk to that lady now and do what? No way. That's cool. Even I even had a quest where somebody was dying and they were poisoned or something. And the guy who was with her said, you know, this is all sad and everything, but the reason we came out here was to see these flowers. They only bloom this certain time of year in this certain part of Tamriel. And now she's not going to be able to see these. So I was wondering if you might go around and plant what she brought with us. And it turns out there are these magic seeds. So I went around and planted them and these blue glowy things would grow and this haunting voiceover of their lives that they spent together and how sad it will be without her being there. Like I got emotionally involved in a freaking side quest that has nothing to do with the main story in this game. And just aesthetically, that game is so cool that I was just like constantly going, oh, yeah, right. I love that. Oh, yeah, I really like this part, too. Oh, I forgot I had that mount. I'm totally, I'm going to ride on that guy for the rest of the today. Oh, don't worry, Final Fantasy, I'll be back. But then I wouldn't be back. I just kind of kept cranking and going and going and going to the point that I got completely immersed again. And now I'm like doing content I haven't seen before. Uh, I, I respect my um, my mage type character based on a, a build I found that turned out to be really fun. I'm just decimating stuff and just feels good. Um. I'm I just I don't know what happened. I'm all back in on it. Here's so. here's where I can understand because I disagree with you, but <laughs> I I can understand because I feel exactly the opposite. Every time I have tried Elder Scrolls online, yeah. I go, oh, yeah, this is Elder Scrolls fantasy. I hate how this looks <laughs> really? like I don't I genuinely think the art style and look to Elder Scrolls fantasy is the biggest like, thank God those games are fun. Because I hate how everything looks in those games. And you mean like Skyrim, all of them. You mean all of it. You just mm -hmm, don't like that mm -hmm. style. I've never, like, there's stuff that I thought, there's cool stuff in that game. Like Morrowind definitely has a lot of that with the big mushroom plants and stuff like that. Um, and, and there's cool stuff in there, but it feels like the style that they have decided for, uh, Elder Scrolls is always the most basic generic fantasy equivalent of what it can be. Yeah. Castles will look like if you asked a kid to draw a castle and then you did a beautiful rendering of that, not that it looks childish, but like it is literally just cut and paste what you think a castle looks like. Yeah. Same thing with armor. Leather armor looks like a bunch of leather straps and generic ass leather armor. There's no art to it. I will say that Elder Scrolls Online has done a better job of adding a little character to it. Because yeah. when I make my character, I'm like, okay, it looks like they're actually trying. But so much of like even in um even in Skyrim which is one of my favorite games ever made yeah everything about it just feels like the boilerplate generic like yep check that box for fantasy content <laughs> like it, it looks like it kind of looks like game of thrones um A game of bit. thrones i would say is yeah. guilty of this too yeah. which is you know you're going to have to film a lot of it so you don't go too wild or crazy because you can just you know, you can just grab stuff and just use what already exists because it's like, yeah, well, you know, or going to a renaissance festival where you're like, it's like going back in time. And then you just see a lot of generic looking Renfair stuff and you're like, <laughs> yeah, OK. 
um i feel that same way and like when i'm in final fantasy it's like here's these elaborate armors and here's the like everything's very ornate and going into that city for heaven's word which i will get to when i talk about it i was like oh my gosh this is like if you took uh the idea behind the the white city from lord of the rings where that last movie took place except made it look cool instead of like it looks no, i agree it that so does cool. look really cool this in there fire. yeah that's it so that city's from, awesome the biggest complaint i have about that city is there's like three people there which there was i wish it felt more like a city and not uh, an abandoned yeah it does lot. feel pretty empty that's also really confusing i get lost in that city all the time yeah, there's like too. three layers to that one zone and the way to get up a layer is to like go to the edge and then run your way back in but anyway yeah. Uh, so basically what i'm saying is i get it i just feel the opposite i think aesthetically speaking what speaks to you about elder scrolls is what final fantasy speaks to me because i got to that dragon cutscene you're talking about i can see where it's coming from but i didn't see that dragon and go what a stupid dragon i was like oh cool dragon (laughs) like i it just didn't register to me that like you know, oh, this is a this is a a dog or anything like that. I mean, you spend the early parts of that quest walking around with a dragoon who has the coolest looking armor of all time, just chilling with you. He's a bit of a dandy, he looks though. Awesome. He's a bit of a dandy. What? He's fine. He's great. He's fine. He's great. He stands there looking oh weird. My the dragoon guy's cool. Don't get me wrong. See, here's the thing. This isn't me. I'm not. None of this is a negative. Like all of it is great. I am stoked. And in the chat room. No need for any of you to get defensive about your game because there's no reason to. The game's great and I'll be back in there. It's not a problem. This is more about me. And if you want to call it AD, you can, or you can call it, I don't know what it is, but this, the, the darker, grittier fantasy aesthetic of ESO is, is much more my jam. And same goes for books and comics or anything that deals with fantasy. I don't like the bright anime stuff as much. And so what happened is, this thing, that thing just acted as this weird catalyst of like, that's a weird dragon with stubby legs. It's like half dog, half freaking chicken. Like, what is this? That's a weird. It wasn't like me going, that's it. That's right. That's it. Game. You've screwed me over one last time. This dragon's the last try. It wasn't like that. Like, not at all. Um, I don't have a bad thing to say about FF14, just like last week. In fact, I have nothing but good things to say. And I still really admire the community over there. That's something that's just consistently been amazing. Um, but I think what happened is I just got pulled back to what I resonate with the most, not even on purpose. It just happened. And I love that. Like, I love that world, that feeling of that world. I like how gritty and dirty everything is. Um, I don't know. I can't really explain it. And then, and I have seen some sites, man, like there's stuff in that game where, yeah, you could say, well, walking into that cave with that giant dragon statue uh, is cool, but it's also cool a million times over in a million other kinds of fantasy. I guess you could make that argument, but there have been some times in there where I'm like, holy shit, did I just walk? What did I just walk into? This cathedral full of stuff. Like, I don't know if that's just because some of their newer stuff is a little more, you know, crazy or what, but, but uh, it just grabbed me and it hasn't let go since. And I've played a ton. Just whole shit ton. I think it makes sense though. Like for your aesthetic, I think it because we do. I like we both like fantasy. Yeah. I like to live in a fantasy world where they probably have proper plumbing and it's just in a bathroom somewhere and you don't see it. You know, my character in D D is a prestidigitation master. You want to live in the fantasy world where people shit in the bucket and throw it out the window. <laughs> yeah, you want to know that they're doing it. I do. 
You know what? You just nailed it. You just nailed it what it is. It's kind of why I love Waterworld and Mad Max and all that. I love that apocalyptic take where things are hard and rough and in my fantasy. And I don't know why. I don't know why that's true of me because I'm not really that kind of person in real life. I don't want that for real life. I want it for fake life. So if you sat down with me and said, what do you want to watch? Something with cool, beautiful cities and blah, 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 blah. Or do you want to watch Book of Eli again? I'd say Book of Eli again. Because I want to right. see, I don't know why. I don't know why I'm drawn to that. But in this in this particular case, like this is even a more optimistic world than most of Elder Scrolls because this is 300 years before Skyrim, Oblivion, all that time. So it's when, the, you know, there was a, a much more cohesive sort of, uh, the different races were running their countries better and there was, you know, some weird dark magic shit happening, but we weren't, we weren't kind of in the in the toilet quite yet, so there's a brightness to it in some ways. But man, just a beautiful game. Everyone talks. The VO in that game is just like the best ever. I'm riding around on a giant muscular cat that I got in the Elsewhere expansion for for finishing a storyline. I just and the dragons are badass. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Yes, it is kind of Game of Thrones. It is a little Lord of the Rings. It is that side of the spectrum and for whatever reason it draws me and i'll i'll get back don't worry i will be back to final fantasy 14 and freaking paid for it i'll go back there it's just this just had this moment of like get in here kind of like scorpion got me with his chain and pulled me in but this is not throwing shade on anything just for people at home i don't want your emails about how wrong i am or whatever this is just purely a weird scott moment that i can't explain it just happened the way it happened Oh, my wife just showed up with food. Thank you, dear. I don't even. Ooh, that's nice. <laughs> Lovely. Oh my gosh, dropped the phone. Yeah, that was shocking. You reached off screen when you came back. You had a plate of amazing looking food. It's wow. like Star Trek. Just pull it out of the replicator over there and yeah. go. Um, anyway, that's my take on that. For whatever it's worth, uh, I uh, the funny thing is I played a bunch of both because I was playing nonstop Final Fantasy, and then that just one moment where I went and I haven't been able to get out of there since. And, uh, so I made, you know, it's just, it's just my life right now. It's a weird, I have a weird thing going on in my head with games. Um, all right. What else? Oh, and I dusted off, you know, red faction gorilla. You heard of that? I love red faction gorilla. One of my favorite games of all time. Um, three sixty game. It's in my top three of the whole run. I loved it. I love that game. PS three. I think I had it on though. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, Red Faction Guerrilla, one of the great open world and awesome sort of Mars set things. Red best Red, Red Faction game. Period. That's uh, before Volition went full blown into uh, um, what was the, what's the I keep forgetting the name of the open world game. It's like GTA, but not uh, the Saints Row. Saints Row. Saints Row. <sighs> before yeah. they started pushing Saints Row full time. About that one a lot. <laughs> yep, and they got completely away from Red Faction after Armageddon, which was I guess the last one they did. Um, but Gorilla is a little more sparse and dirty and, 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 you know, again, graphically not amazing, but they have that remastered version and I bought it on steam a while ago and then didn't do much just cause I just wanted to have it. So I had to fire that up and that game is awesome. I'm playing through it again. It's really good. Hmm. I love it. It's so good. The, that story to me is still like, I don't know how you get a sequel as wrong as they did. With oh, the with Armageddon, the yeah, yeah. yeah I like, agree. how do you, how do you end up there? Like <laughs> a game where everybody's like, "Oh my gosh, destroying stuff in this game is so fun." 
the best destruction ever. Ah, oh, you could destroy anything. I loved breaking things, you know, and like that's what every review about that game said. And they went for the sequel. You're going to be putting things together. Yeah. You're barely going to break anything. Yeah, <laughs> the sequel's a We're bummer. about repairing now. The, <laughs> this the, is not what was fun. The, se- you, the, sequel, the sequel's a pretty good linear story game, but it's not fun in the way Gorilla was. Gorilla had this... That, well, like you just said, it, the destruction was everything in that game. It was so good. Blowing stuff up, planting mines, using that hammer, at the, even on the most basic level shooting dudes in between things. It's actually hard. Like even on the easy settings, that game is, you know, you gotta, you gotta keep your wits about you. Um, it's on Mars for hell's sakes. <laughs> it's just great. So I've been playing that again. It's the kind of game I wish there was a proper sequel to. And, you know, like a, this is in 4k with new, some new bump mapping and, you know, some decent upgrades visually, but it's still, you know, you can still tell it's an old game. Um, I'd love to see a modern treatment on this thing. Oh my gosh. I'd lose my mind. Especially given like what we can do with destruction now compared to then, like you could just you could make a really nice game. I think oh, with this Gorilla yeah. Two, make it happen. Volition, you Saints Row loving a holes. All right, John, you also played. Oh, anything else you want to say about Final Fantasy? Here, I do. I want to talk about Final Fantasy. Okay, go. What do you got? So I uh, I took the plunge. People are going to be disappointed to hear this, but I think I'll win them back. Uh, I decided to buy a story skip <laughs> and uh, skip to Heaven's Ward. Um, I hit a point in the going through the main story bit of that quest uh, where they wanted me to go do harder versions of fights that I had already done. They wanted me to go through a whole bunch of dungeons uh, before I could progress the uh, main story further. And I finally said, nope, skipping it. Uh, and I bought the story skip, but I had a bunch of people reach out to me after last episode where I had talked about considering it. And they said, John, please watch the cutscenes." And I thought, how good can these cutscenes be? This story has been nothing but we're moving our base. We're not moving our base. Problems with refugees. But <laughs> I got to say, those people weren't kidding. That story ramps up at the end. I went through and watched all the cutscenes. I listened to the, I read the context of what was happening with the story and holy shit. Uh, (laughs) Turns out that like lull in the game that happens right between the main game and the expansion is like Game of Thrones level betrayals and twists and turns and it turns everything on its head. And it it really is something unique because I think we're so used to, um, you know, with all of us having been WoW players. Like your main story happens in the raids and then you go about your life and then maybe there's a little event that's like, oh, new bad guys showed up. And like, that's the tease for the next expansion. Yeah. In this, some slight spoilers here, folks, but I think it's worth finding out. You're doing a bunch of missions and stuff and it just seems like filler for the most part. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere one of the main leaders of one of the three cities gets murdered. You get framed for it. They label your entire group, which have been heroes up to this point in the story as outlaws. They arrest or kill every single one of them. The other leader gets his arm chopped off in a battle where he cuts one of Scott's little potato people in half. Like it gets super bloody over the course of one dinner and you go from like champion of the realm to betrayed by your own people on the run wanted for the murder of uh, the Sultana. 
And like, I just sit there because I'm just watching it in an inn. I'm just sitting there and I'm like, okay, yep, more, more refugee business. I understand. Yep, we're heroes. Yep, we're putting together. Yeah, okay, good. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, everybody's dead and everybody's betrayed everybody. And you basically go into the Heaven's Word content. Um, you go there with the only two remaining allies you have left for the most part. There's a few others left, but generally speaking, everybody who helped you or got you by is either arrested or dead at that point in the game. And I was like, geez, they really scorched the earth before they went into this expansion. And that's why there's just uh, the three of you walking around. I mean, there's literally you, everyone else has been killed, right? Yep. Or, or arrested. Arrested. Uh, and, Oh, right, because what's now, his name? The guy that used to carry the chick on his arm, he's he's like arrested somewhere with his arm cut off or whatever. Yeah, they chopped his arm off. He basically, he was he was there, and this merchant, the shitty merchant, who, again, he's in the filler quest, you see him, and he's being shitty, but you don't think he's ever going to become like a major villain because he's just like, yeah, that many. And you're just, okay, well, it's fine. Yeah. But then he pulls this like kind of coup attempt and, uh, the the big arm dude, uh, General Raubon, sees through it and in the middle of this dinner cuts that merchant in half. And then you're uh, basically the leader of the Crystal Braves, this group that you put together. Turns out he's a traitor, gets in a big fight with him and chops his arm off too. Wow. Uh, there's also an amazing cutscene, Scott, which I think you should look up, where uh, that guy literally roars like a tiger he gets so mad that he just roars completely like a tiger not like a man roaring like a tiger a tiger sound comes out of his mouth because he's that angry how do you find and, is there uh, a way to find that without too much uh digging i want to find that yeah i'll 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 well not for the show but okay. i can find it between shows okay because yeah you you basically have to go to the inn and watch a cutscene and all that. But okay. uh, it's cool. Like I all of a sudden I got it. And all those people that told me like, hey, stick with it. Some cool stuff happens. You're right. Uh, but I am now in Heaven's Ward, um, which I'm now going to keep playing through. I might not talk about Final Fantasy 14 week to week. I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm really having a good time in there. I see why that content's good. But I don't think we need to do a weekly check-in where I'm like, yep, still think it's a good game. But I will say one thing that's extremely jarring. Yeah. They changed all the voice actors between oh, yeah. that content yeah. and going into Heaven's Ward. And all of a sudden oh, I was like, weird. what happened? And not in a way of like, you know, these new people are doing their best impression of what came before. They don't care. That yeah. it, they were like, oh, am I doing a new part? They might as well have just said yes. They sound completely different and not even like they're trying to do the same voice. Um, it's and it's jarring. Uh, it's a little it's jarring. jarring. Yeah, even uh, even with my skip where I didn't see a lot of the end time stuff, it was still like, oh, that's that guy who I always think isn't a guy. But anyway, whatever. He sounds totally different. Totally different guy. Different voice. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, it doesn't yeah. help in some cases where I know who the voice actor was. Like, you know, you had some of the critical role people doing them originally. Right. Um, now you have far more authentic accents, but maybe not necessarily as good a voice yeah. acting. Some of it's better, for sure. Uh, General Raubon is definitely way better. He now sounds like a actual actor instead of a guy that... <laughs> was like show me a picture of the character oh he's big okay i will sound angry all the time and i'll just go yeah. every time i need to do a line yeah 
so it's it's cool. I like that game. That game's still good. Uh, and I'm happy I'm into the expansion stuff. But man, people weren't kidding. It's worth going and looking up that stuff. If you did a skip, uh, check it out. Because my goodness, it goes places. Speaking of Liam, by the way, I was, almost forgot to mention when I was playing um, uh, Red Faction Guerrilla, he's the first NPC you talk to and dies almost right away. It's just a sad moment to have Liam die in the very first five minutes. He sound, and he sounds like Illidan in it, but he's just dead. It's the end of Liam. Aww. Is that true, Chad? Chad is saying Raubon is Sean Bean. What? Really? Is that true? I believe it. It does sound like him. I don't think it. I didn't think it was him, but it does sound like him. I'd forgotten that John Cleese is all over ESO. He's that wackadoo guy with a pan on his head or a pot on his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's great. Uh, who else did I see yesterday? I was like, whoa. Um, oh, uh, Michael Gambone, who played the the new uh, Dumbledore in the later movies before or after Richard, what's his mm. name, died? Richard Harris. Dumbledore 2. Yeah, Dumbledore 2. He's he's the voice of the prophet. Uh, who else? There was somebody. Oh, I think Jane is in it. That's She's the big uh, half-giant freaking Skyrim chick that's in it. Uh, it's played by her. Anyway. I, good voiceover is hard to is is good, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you want it in yeah, your video it games. Out. It turns out, yeah, it's Important. not bad to have. All right, uh, well, well done, well said. Um, you also let's see. Uh, oh, uh, final our Fire Emblem and Disco Elysium. We talked a bit about uh, Elysium last week, but I didn't know you were playing Fire Emblem still. What's going on with that? Yeah, so uh, I got Fire Emblem Three Houses on the Nintendo Switch for the uh, hospital stay because I was like, well, maybe I'll, maybe if being a new father is boring, I'll be able to play the Nintendo Switch. That didn't happen, so I'm playing it now, uh, and it's good. <laughs> it's I. Here's the thing: I really like Fire Emblem. It's a series that uh, is definitely my jam. It's a tactical role playing game, which is uh, something I always love. It adds in relationships, which is the thing I always joke that all those games need. It's got them, and uh, it's got pretty fantasy anime stuff, which we've just now established is my thing compared to Scott's. So totally. uh, it's got it's got that too. And so I really like the Fire Emblem games. This one, I'm still very early in it, uh, is very pretty. It's all 3D and uh, the graphics are really good. It looks nice. I'm not sure I'm digging the vibe overall as much compared to other Fire Emblem games. Um, So I'm going to stick with it. But uh, they they have you make a pretty big significant choice pretty early on i think without really understanding the stakes of it and right now that's still hanging in the back of my head as a uh concern gotcha because it's it's got that very much like hey this is going to color the next you know 100 hours of gameplay and they give you no information on making that decision like you get to talk to them and they're like hi i'm the head of this house I'm the head of this house. They're like, oh, okay. Well, great. <laughs> yeah, great. Well done. All right. Well, fun stuff. Oh, anything to add about yeah. Disco Elysium since you last? I don't know why I keep saying Disco. Disco. Dis- Disco. 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 I uh, made it Elysium. further in that. Mm-hmm. Got through my first night in that game uh, where I've I've gone to bed and reflected on the case and all that. That game's still crazy. I still... People should go out and try that game. That game's a really unique, weird, uh, wild thing. 
that the more I play, the weirder it gets. Um, the only issue I'm having with it is it seems to really want me to care about the politics of the area, yeah. which I do not care about. Yeah. And the game does support that. Like you don't have to care about it. Uh, and the game will allow that to be the case. That doesn't mean people aren't going to talk to you. about it. Right. So there's a lot of dialogue where I'm just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And they did what now? And where are we located? And what's the name of this place? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I don't care. Uh, I still don't. Still don't it's care. made me really want to go back and play as a stupid character because mm. I think that would just be a very funny playthrough. Um, because right now my character is very logical, has like can reference a lot of stuff. So when they talk about historical events and things like that, my character, his voice will chime in and go, you know this. It means da 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 And I go, whoa, I do know about that. Let me share that information with you. Yeah. I, as a player, don't care about it. So I'm not paying attention to it. So I'm not really gaining anything. And I think going through and playing as a meathead would be uh, kind of entertaining instead of going through as a smart guy. I'd love to see a documentary on that game and how it builds out its stuff. Just under the hood kind of things. I'm fascinated by that. A game that complex when it comes to, you know, uh, all those conversations, all of those dialogue choices, all of those having knock-on effects to other dialogue choices. That stuff fascinates me. Just seems like a math nightmare, and yeah. uh, somehow games like that pull it off. It's crazy. Uh, it's, we'll a, it's a strange, it's a strange beast because there's a there's a real like. I told you guys once that I have a hard time doing anything besides diplomacy and civilization because I don't want the other civs to not like me. Yeah, and then I realized one day that that was a really stupid thought that I had. <laughs> this game's eerily similar. This game confronts you with some really big um, potential like. I'm going to just apply that to my character tropes. Um, and because it's in a made up setting, it does let you experiment with it and maybe not feel weird about it if you wanted to try it. But I still have a tendency to play it like me. So the game does confront you with a lot of you want to drink heavily, which your character is definitely going to do. But whether you keep that up or not is up to you. Do you want to do drugs? Uh, how do you feel about racism? How do you feel about violence? How do you feel about, you know, there's a point where you can pull a gun on a child if you want. Like that, that game lets you do a lot of things <laughs> that you as a person might not be comfortable with uh, oh, oh or good, might be way Bob. into. Sure, sure. Uh, so it's gritty and yeah, edgy. Yeah, for sure. It, it's one of those things where I, I have a hard time poking against the edges of that because I'm still playing very much how I would. And it's like somebody's like, oh, it's one of the people from the province. We hate those people. And you know, my character's going to be like, what do you mean those people and stuff like that? Right. I am a little curious what that game gets at. If you start going down some of the darker paths, I did accidentally accept a quest where my character was like, I need to find speed and I need to take speed immediately. Oh, wow. Uh, I just didn't realize what I was clicking. And then I gave myself a quest to find speed speed with and all speed is what you needed there. Yeah. Right. And I was like, well, maybe I don't actually want to do that. <laughs> Can you just dump a quest or does that now affect things if you accepted a, a quest? No, I okay. could just not do it. Okay. I ended up reloading because my character committed pretty heavily to a thing I didn't want him to. Yeah. I just misunderstood what it was saying. Like, basically, my character was complaining that, like, day two of the hangover was worse than day one. Mm. And, uh, 
my internal body was like, well, if you took some speed, you'd really deal with this. <laughs> and uh, the the line about like, I agree, I should get some speed sounded like a let's not do that. But then it turned into a positive and I was like, oh, whoops, I clicked the wrong thing. Gotcha. So I just reloaded and changed my decision to finding speed. Do you I'm save sure there won't be a consequence? To no, that. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. Do you save scum fine. in that game? Is that a game where you can just save right before you have a conversation and that's the smart thing to do? Like, how does it, how does it work? that way you can but the game uh the game presents a lot of things where uh they have uh basically skill checks like D, where it's you know like hey make this kind of check for me and they call them white checks and red checks and white checks you can repeat after a certain amount of time has gone by you can try again um and red checks are permanent so you can save scum to try to get favorable results on those but the game also has a mechanic in place where it's like, hey, you can try again after a time, um, you know, and maybe the results will be different because hours have passed or days have passed, things like that. Right. So I, I try not to, but you definitely can. Okay. Interesting. Well, there you go. The update of Disco Elysium. Uh, Bo, you played an hour of Outriders. What did you think I of did. Our Riders? <laughs> our writers yeah. um yeah it's a shooter yeah <laughs> I, knew, I knew it i knew it was a shooter it seems it. It, it seems good but i mean it's only an hour i played through the tutorial and got to where matchmaking was and kind of just uh, wasn't feeling up to it so i turned it off at that point um mm. it was good i i think it's probably a solid video game i i'm looking forward to digging into it more but i just haven't gotten to it yet but okay. uh very favorable. Runs like crap on my system. I might have to uh, GeForce now it because uh, if I want all the sweet, sweet graphics. Oh yeah. My, yeah. my. I think I have what is it? Ten fifty Ti or something like mm-hmm. that. You know, budget card for the one thousand series. Sure. Doesn't run so great. Uh, I have to put everything on low, and it's a uh, you know, it's not beautiful. Right. So, <laughs> excuse me. I may have to um, play it on GeForce now, but you know, it seems like a fun shooter. Nothing standoutish, but. I haven't leveled up. I'm like level three, so I've just got I just got my uh, force swing ability on the trickster. Just got going, yeah. The trickster sounds like a class you would enjoy. Uh, yeah, it's already been nerfed. Yeah, they did <laughs> nerf it pretty hard. <laughs> uh, by the way, there yeah. was so funny you brought up GeForce now. The um, not funny necessarily, but the uh, Bethesda has now denied all access to their games. I don't know if it's all games. But uh, like ESO, you can you used to be able to play on now, which I think is a really cool thing. And you can't now. They pulled it. And the only thing I can think of is with Microsoft buying everybody and, you know, pushing for xCloud to be their streaming standard. Uh, I assume yeah. that's why they're doing that. So that makes sense, actually. Yeah. yeah xCloud is a thing that's coming and it's going to be like a GeForce now. So, yep. Yeah, makes why sense. Do not have it natively on the service. Which makes I'm sense. I mean, I, I'm fine, except. I bought, you know, my versions through Steam, and I don't know what any of that means for me. Like, do I mic? Can I migrate it? Do I? I don't know. I don't know what to do. Well, I just don't know why they can't wait till they launch XCloud, then take it off. <laughs> like, yeah, do that. Is it a bit early? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I agree. But like, you know, Blizzard pulled all their stuff forever ago, a year ago, or whatever. I don't know. I hate when I hear that. I wish, I wish GeForce now people just leave it well enough alone, let them run it like a virtual PC, and knock it off doesn't change anything you still get their subs you still you still have to buy their game you know it's not like there's some weird hackery freaking bullshit going on here so just let them let them do it the fuzziness is that they're profiting from 
the game. Yeah, you know, I, like so. it's, I know it's a virtual PC, but it's still the way it's marketed and sold. It's like play this game and give us five bucks to play the game, even better. And it, it probably just doesn't. Yeah, but the, the people the right if way. Was one you know, game, if principle. it was five bucks per month per game, I I could see that. But because it's five bucks and it's across the board, any game that will work with it, like just you know, it's like people are renting a PC. Just you can't. You're not going to get a piece of that business. So why why get it here? I don't it know. may be the leverage action too. It's like we have a property of value, or the fact that our property is on your site is giving you benefit. Where's our cut? Well, it's obnoxious right. and it like, makes me want to poop. So it's like they blood. could totally just share it out in this awesome way, or they can be like, "No, sorry, we're Blizzard. Like we charge a lot for our games, and you're benefiting from our properties. Like, where's our money? Yeah, where's my <laughs> bitch? Better have yeah. my money. They say that's how they say exactly. It. All right, well, uh, that's what's been going on. Oh, you played a lot of Hearthstone. That's good. You got your cards finally. You opened those up and uh, went to town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like weeks ago. But okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, there's not much to say here. Hearthstone's Hearthstone, be it's, Hearthstone. It's, yeah, um, it's but, always uh, Hearthstone. Yeah, I've been playing it. Uh, I've been having trouble playing games, and I don't know if we've really talked about it on the show, but it's been I've been having uh, just I'm I'm a little sore on my left side. It's hard to sit and do mouse and keyboard stuff. Yeah, it's hard to even sit for long periods of time. So anything that I can just use a mouse only on. Yeah. I've been playing some other stuff too, but nothing just for you know Monster Train and. and some other games, but uh, oh, Monster Train is a good choice. Consistent. That would work. Yeah, uh, that Dwarf I mean, Romantic. I checked out the new X pack. That Dwarf Romantic game is really good for uh, just a mouse. That's a fun. Yeah, one. yeah. I mean, there's stuff like that. It's just it's kind of got to sustain my attention a little bit too. I don't know. I'm just. I think part of it is um, I'm able to also watch Hearthstone. Yeah. Uh, like so, these other games, it's like they're fun to play, but like also if I'm, I've been watching the competitive thing. I've just been kind of interested overall in that. That's sort of part of the appeal of, you know, any game like that that has some popularity. So, you know, I'll also kind of, I've been watching the grandmasters on YouTube and giving me some competitive video gamey to watch, which is nice. Yep. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's what we've been playing, but now I have to play a mashup. Jamie put this together weeks ago and I kept forgetting to play it. So I'm going to play it now. This is called the best of core 2020. Yeah, that's right. You heard me. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know. Year. It's a big deal. Um, Jeez. I yeah. feel bad for not playing it before, but I'm going to feel play underdressed now. for this. Me too. <laughs> Here it is. Enjoy. You got to brush your teeth mm-hmm. if you must. You got to comb your hair if you must. You got to wash your bum if you must, or else you'll be funky. Shut up, dick. <laughs> It says alternative way to say it. Penis. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, I didn't expect okay. that. Yeah. Well, that I can pronounce. So penis. I think I'll just <laughs> penis. Hold on. So penis by itself. Penis. All right. Plural penises. Penis. Penis. <laughs> oh, no, I would have said penises. I would have too. Wow. Soft track balls. You want to? You want Remember? soft and supple track ball? Yeah. Man, it's been a long time since I've had a ball in my mouth. Try years. <laughs> no. Decades. <laughs> uh, I thought you said your mouth. It's so I was saying it happened a week oh, ago. Oh, no. I said mouse. I thought you said mouse. mouse. I'd make an exception for Diva. I would like to enter a mech from behind. Grandma's <laughs> whatever bread. Is that a drug? Speaking of <laughs> drugs, is Bo's voice all low to you or is it just me? Yeah, Bo's Oh, do I have low. the reverse kidnapper? 
<laughs> if you're able to master and beat a game, are you master beating? Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't beat a lot of games as a kid, so I was not a great master beater. But you know, I feel like I got the concepts down. Licking ears and eating shit. Well, I'm sorry. It's what chips? <laughs> That's a different thing. That's a very different show. I got it. John in the middle, on his back, looking up. Bo, okay. fetal position. He's on this side, aiming at the wall. Fetal position for me, aiming at the wall. Worst. Why am I between two buns? If you guys get gas, I'm in the danger zone. <laughs> there should be two private investigators. Like, one guy's last name is Dick, the other guy's last name is Balls, and then our law firm, like, Dick and Balls <laughs> Incorporated or something. That'd be great. Uh, Turns out there's plenty to mine when your show's about politics, blood, and masturbation. Probably Bukaki, like virtual Bukaki. Oh, happened, guaranteed right? 30, stuff's 36 happening. cameras. Guaranteed. So John got serious all of a sudden when so. I brought up the B word. <laughs> <laughs> I take my Bukaki very seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I got the name. It's uh, Chooch Biggins. Chooch or Cooch? You call them Cooch. It's a different thing. <laughs> it's a fine thing, but it's, it's a different it's thing. Like uh, another name for badge. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, okay. Maybe don't, you know, snort cocaine every day and like have your wiener in a hooker every five minutes. You know what I mean? <laughs> Braided and messy and clean and shaved and all this other stuff. And I love. Ah! <laughs> That's a good sound. <laughs> That's a good sound. I dropped something again. Gosh dang it. Uh, oh my gosh. Look at Check that wiener the on that. What is the one guy doing on the... What's he look, doing look, with There's it? this one guy who's balancing like a candle holder on his erect dong. Okay, oh, well yeah, I'll... look at the balancing guy. I will... He's like, well, I use it for reproduction, <laughs> peeing, and holding up my notes for the theater. <laughs> hey, cut your hair short like you did back in your coffee shop days, and I'll shave these giant, enormous monkey pits that I have. What if it was out the butt like a ponytail? (laughs) Now, are those tissues for when I cry, or are those tissues for like some pervy guy when he plays with his meatballs? Hey, there's a wall vagina in this direction, and you're like, well, that's great, but I've already been in it. (laughs) You really derailed my attention with wall vagina. Now I'm thinking about his wall vagina. (laughs) I've already been in that wall vagina, you say to yourself. (laughs) I don't know if Yoda ever had a last name either, and maybe they don't. They're a a species without last names. I have no idea. Uh Uh, He did. It was Le'ihu. Shut up. (laughs) That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. We have to end the show now. We can't be here anymore. <laughs> I messed that joke up. It was that's really still, dumb, and still, I messed it up on top of it. It's hard to do because you can't remember Yoda, yeah. Leahy, who. That was really terrible. Thanks, everybody. It's been a good run, and uh, <laughs> we'll start a new podcast soon. Don't worry. Wow. I don't remember any of that shit. I remember the thing about um, uh, it was early on. What was it? Hold on. You gotta brush your teeth. Yeah, I remember that. I remember when Bo was doing that for some reason. Yeah, it's yep. the Tony Hawk Pro Skater thing. That's what That's, it was. That song is on there. Still the funky Homo sapien again. Yep. We talked about Mr. Bob Dabalina last week. Yep, Mr. Bob Dabalina. I rec- I did I capture that? I meant to. If I didn't, get your lazy ass up off my couch. Get your lazy ass out. <laughs> get your lazy butt off my couch. Get you up know. off my. Couch. Really missed your calling. Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> For the rest of that night, I kept singing that Bob Dom Bobalina thing, uh, and my family yeah. was just like, "What is wrong with you?" It was it was insane. I anyway. mean, it was hot stuff in the nineties, eighties. Yeah, nineties, nineties, eighties, something late eighties, like early nineties, somewhere in that time. Jamie, well done, always good, and uh, feel free to make more of those because we would. Uh, enjoy yeah, that them. was also very long. Not that I'm, you know, covering the year, but we definitely had a lot of conversations about vaginas and penises. Yeah, wall vaginas, yeah. and hold up your music penises. 
Um, all right. Uh, well, that's going to do it for today's outing. Uh, we'll be back again next week with more, and uh, we'll see what that all holds. But in the meantime, we'd really love it if you like the show. Uh, have you head on over to patreon.com slash core show. That's patreon.com slash core show and sign up for cool extras and bonuses and support your favorite video game podcast. Yeah, that's right. Core. Not the video game thing on the Epic Store, but this cool podcast. Patreon.com slash core show. You can find us at frogpants.com slash core. Talk to the core at gmail.com is our email address. Core pod on Twitter. John underscore Jagger, Bo Schwartz, and Scott Johnson as well. That's going to do it for us. Oh, my uh, playing a card game thing is still up on uh, 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 Kickstarter. So if you want to play Rock Runners Incorporated, a thing I've worked very hard on for the last couple of years, still got like two weeks left on this thing or something like that. Um, Maybe two and a half weeks. It's it's crazy how fast this has gone, but also it's going slow. Anyway, excuse me. Go over to <laughs> go over to uh, the website. Hey, we're almost done. <laughs> yeah, check it out. Kickstarter.com and just search for Rock Runners, and you'll see it. I did all the design, the art, and everything else. If you're looking for a fun card game for home or friends or whatever, it's a uh, it's perfect for that. So go check it out. I think it's going to do it. Oop. John, final words of wisdom before we leave from you, sir. I don't think there are many things in this world more disturbing than the product called butt paste for babies. I agree. Yeah, we have some of that here. Just a horrible, horrible, like it's a useful tool. It's important. Yeah. Butt paste, very popular in the household. Has an awful name. Yeah, it's a terrible name. And you got to use that weird applicator. I don't even want to know what that's called. It's gross. No, I don't. I use a finger. Oh, ew. Oh. All right, well, don't smell it or eat it after. That's a, it's a hand application. Yeah. You know, they invented a thing called soap, Scott. I know in the pandemic nobody was talking about it, but there's a way to take care of issues if you have to, say, put butt paste on your baby's behind so that you're not walking around with a butt paste finger for the rest of the day. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're totally right. That's a good point. My daughter has a stick thing. She makes us use it. Anyway, hey... <laughs> Uh, Bo, I mean, Bo. Look, it probably makes sense mine didn't come with an applicator stick mine was like you figure out how to get this in the baby's butt and i used the tools god gave me yeah no, i could see that the one she got did come with a thing and i just assume they all did but as we've learned not all butt paste is made equal all right hey Bo, anything you'd like to add mm. to the to the wisdom of the final bit of the show here in our waning i moments? have no wisdom none the wisdom none no Shit. i'm 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 without wisdom. You know, I know this happens now because we have these conversations every episode. Yeah. You think I'd think ahead. It's okay. You, just, it's fine nothing. if you don't. I like, got massive brain fog. Yeah. And so my wisdom is uh, be nice. <laughs> be nice. Oh, I like it. <laughs> I like okay. that. That's nice. And be nice to yourself. Yeah. Be nice there to you yourself. Go. Take care of yourself and others. And we'll see you all next week. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. I have the chef. All right. (laughs) I have the chef.